0: Hello, my name is David Wilcoxon, I work in full-time ministry, and in three Revelation Timeline Decoded overview videos, I will give a summary of the fulfillment of the prophecies in the apocalyptic vision. We've been taught that most of the prophecies will be fulfilled during the last seven years. But is that what the Lion of the tribe of Judah, who is worthy to open the seals, describes? If there has been a grand deception during the last few centuries to mislead the end time saints about prophecy fulfillment, do you want to know about it? Many would answer yes, but their actions reveal their sincerity. You can click away thinking you know the truth, but this video has been placed in your path for a reason. I pray that you will look at the explanations with fresh eyes to see the proper context. This is just a summary of the prophecies to help you see the big picture. I explain it in detail in the Revelation Timeline Decoded video series and book, and you can request a free PDF copy of the book's summary on the website or order a printed book. I'll start the explanation by sharing some key points that help understand how to interpret the apocalyptic vision. The first key is that in the first verse of Revelation, Messiah tells us that the events in the apocalyptic vision start to be fulfilled shortly after it was written. It says the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant, John. Revelation 1.3 says, blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein for the time is at hand. So Messiah is not pointing to events that occur 1900 years later as futurists teach and he's not pointing to events that were fulfilled in the first century, as preterists say. The first seal was opened shortly after the vision was given to John, primarily pointing to Roman Emperor Trajan, who reigned from 98 to 117 AD. The first seal says, And I saw, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. The five emperors of Nerva, Nerva, Trajan, Hadrian, Antoninus, Pius, and Marcus Aurelius, who reigned from 96 to 180 AD, were not of Roman lineage, but were chosen because of their leadership skills. They were descendants of the Isle of Crete, who were famous bowmen. So our warrior king is pointing to them with the bow. Roman Empire historian Edward Gibbon notes that their reign was the kingdom's most prosperous time, as they were conquering other nations, and there was peace and prosperity. The emperors rode white horses and wore laurel wreath crowns during their victory parades, fulfilling the description in the first seal. At the same time, the kingdom of our high priest was expanding rapidly in the Roman Empire, as his saints were conquering the territory with the gospel. This sets up the historical battle between the Satan-empowered leaders of the Roman beast kingdom fighting against Messiah and his saints. The next key is to see that Revelation is from John's perspective. Messiah declared this in Revelation 1:19. Write the things which thou hast seen, and the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. Things that thou hast seen points to what John saw in the past. Things which are point to the current circumstances when Revelation was written. And then the things which shall be hereafter are future from John's perspective. The King of Kings did this because it gives us a precise timestamp to understand the prophecies. So when Revelation mentions the great city, it's Rome, the great city of John's day. Rome is the city of seven hills, mentioned in Revelation 17.9. This helps us understand that the seven kings in the next verse point to seven phases of the Roman Empire. Five had passed when John was given the vision. The sixth was the emperors who were in power in John's day. And after the Western Roman emperor was removed from power in 476 AD, the seventh form, the dukedom of Rome, existed for a short time until 538 AD. Then the eighth king, The popes of Rome, who lead the harlot papal church, were given civil power over the Roman beast kingdom. The next key is to see that Revelation is about the fourth kingdom in the visions of Daniel. Daniel 2 and Daniel 7 foretold four beast kingdoms, Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greece, and Rome, with the last one enduring in power until Messiah returns. In Revelation, John picks up the narrative of the leaders of the Roman beast kingdom, whom Satan uses to fight against Messiah and his saints. Revelation 12 is about the enemy, the dragon, using the pagan emperors to kill many saints during 10 persecution periods from Nero until 312 AD. The 10th persecution period from 303 to 312 AD was the most painful, as Diocletian sought to wipe out Messiah's ecclesia, his church. Like childbirth, the birth of Messiah's church was the most painful during the last persecution period. The sea beast of Revelation 13 points to the Antichrist beast popes who rose to power out of the sea of people in the Ten Kingdoms of the fallen Western Roman Emperor after the emperor was removed from power in 476 AD. The Antichrist beast popes were given a 1260 year civil reign of power from 538 to 1798 AD During this time, they banned and burned the scriptures to hide the gospel. In the name of Christ, they made war with Messiah's church, as they caused tens of millions of saints to be tortured and killed during the Dark Ages and Inquisition. In the name of Christ, they have misled billions of Catholics with a false gospel of works through the sacraments and a false intercessor in Mary, which denies our high priest. In the name of Christ, they violate the second commandment, which they remove from their list of ten. It declares to not make or bow down to graven images, yet Catholic churches are filled with idols of Mary and the wicked crucifix, which keeps our Savior on the cross, openly mocking Him. In the name of Christ, they carry out the blasphemous Eucharist ceremony to repeatedly sacrifice our Savior, denying His one-time atonement for sins. In the name of Christ, they prohibit their priests from marrying, which led to rampant homosexuality and the rape of nuns and children. In Christ's name, they have proclaimed to be God, Jesus in the flesh, forgive sins, and provide salvation, which is blasphemy. If these things don't point to the Antichrist, nothing does. In Matthew seven fifteen to 16 Messiah said, Beware of false prophets, false priests, who come to you in sheep's clothing. But inwardly they are ravening wolves. You shall know them by their fruits. In the Antichrist's hidden and plain sight video, I provide more details of the rotten fruit of the Antichrist beast popes. The earth beast of Revelation 13 points to the false prophet Jesuit superior generals, the black popes, who rose the power out of the earth, the land of the Vatican. The false prophet generals have their priests proclaiming the false gospel of Romanism worldwide, so that today, 1.3 billion Catholics believe in a false Christian religion and are left lost in their sins. Catholics have the mark of the beast on them. As they revere, mark on forehead your thoughts, and obey, mark on right hand your actions, the Antichrist beast pope is their leader. The false prophet generals had their priests create the false preterist prophecy fulfillment narrative, which assigns most of revelation to the first century, and the false futuristic narrative, which assigns most of revelation to the last seven years. They did this to deflect blame away from the popes after the Protestant reformers rightly proclaimed that the office of the papacy, the popes of Rome, fulfill Bible prophecy as the little horn of Daniel 7, the son of perdition of 2 Thessalonians 2, and the beast of Revelation 13 who leads the harlot church of Rome. For hundreds of years the saints rejected the Jesuits' explanations, but sadly, during the last few centuries, the enemy has pushed them hard so that now they deceive most people. The saints understood the evil ways of the Jesuit priests from the Inquisition, so the false prophet general works through front organizations to make war with Messiah's saints. Revelation 13, 11-18 is about two horns, two leaders, the false prophet Jesuit superior generals and the Antichrist beast popes, who control the end times phase of the Roman beast kingdom. They pretend to be priests of Jesus, like a lamb, but really serve Satan, the dragon, to make war with Messiah and his saints. These are the two leaders who are captured in Revelation 19. The next key is that a beast in Revelation is not pointing to a kingdom. Because Daniel describes four beast kingdoms in Daniel 2 and Daniel 7, people assume that the beasts in Revelation 13 are also kingdoms, but that is not true. Let's look at what Paul Peter and Jude proclaim about beastly men to see how the Antichrist beast popes and the false prophet Jesuit superior generals fit the description. In Titus 1, 10-12, we see Paul contrasting blameless bishops with unruly, vain-talking, deceiving, evil beast. For there are many unruly and vain-talkers and deceivers, especially they of the circumcision whose mouths must be stopped, who subvert whole houses, teaching things which they ought not, for filthy lucre's sake. One of themselves, even a prophet of their own, said, The Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, slow bellies. So we see that an evil beast is a false prophet in the church. In 2 Peter 2, verses 2-14, to we see Peter talking about false prophets, saying they are evil-speaking brute beasts. But these as natural brute beasts made to be taken and destroyed, speak evil of the things that they understand not, and shall utterly perish in their own corruption, and shall receive the reward of unrighteousness, as they that count it pleasure to riot in the daytime. Spots they are and blemishes, sporting themselves with their own deceivings while they feast with you, having eyes full of adultery, and that cannot cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls, a heart they have exercised with covetous practices, cursed children. So Peter also is pointing to false priests in the church who are called evil-speaking brute beasts. Jude 1 also points to ungodly men, brute beasts creeping into the church. For there are certain men crept in unawares, who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness, and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. But these speak evil of those things which they know not, but what they know naturally as brute beasts, in those things they corrupt themselves. So we see that Paul, Peter, and Jude point to false prophets, fake priests in the church who speak evil things. They blaspheme and pervert the gospel. And we see how that's fulfilled with the popes of Rome, the many who came in Jesus' name, who proclaim to lead his church, but teach damnable heresies that are contrary to the Father and the Son. So, the sea beast of Revelation 13 is fulfilled by the false priest white popes of Rome, who pretend to represent Christ, but are against Christ. They are called the beast. The earth beast of Revelation 13 is fulfilled by the false priest black popes of Rome. They are called the false prophet. These are the two horns in Revelation 13, 11. The next key is that Revelation gives the narrative of two churches, symbolized by the great city and holy Jerusalem. Our high priest's kingdom of saints is called Holy Jerusalem in Revelation. It is the wheat in the parable of the wheat and the tares. The tares church was set up by the enemy to look like Messiah's church, but it's toxic. They're allowed to grow together until the harvest of the end times. The tares church started with Simon Magus, the sorcerer who tried to buy the power of the Holy Spirit. After being rebuked by Peter, he went to Rome to feign to be an apostle but he combined the scriptural faith with the Babylonian mystery religion. Simon the Sorcerer was effectively the first Roman Catholic Pope, as it was not Peter the Apostle. And let me remind you that I'm making a lot of statements in this summary overview video, but I prove it out in detail in the Revelation Timeline Decoded video series. The falling away that the Apostle Paul warned about in 2 Thessalonians 2 took place when Emperor Constantine and the Roman bishops codified Romanism which has components of the scriptural faith, but is based on man-made concepts that come from the Babylonian mystery religion. They pushed people away from the scriptural calendar and the Father's seven holy feast days and declared man-made holidays. After centuries of harsh persecution, some followers of Messiah fell away from the scriptural faith and took positions of power in Rome. The Tares Church ascended in power with the reign of the Antichrist's peace popes, who used it to proclaim a false gospel and to persecute Messiah Saints during the Dark Ages and the Inquisition. Today, the terrorist church has 1.3 billion Catholics. The tragedy is that most believers don't understand the role of the Antichrist beast Pope's church, so they don't witness the Catholics to help them enter into a covenant relationship with the Father through faith in the spotless Passover Lamb's atoning work alone. The judgment of the terrorist church draws nigh, as the Ten Kingdoms of the Western Roman Empire will carry out her judgment. Interestingly, those countries are being filled with Muslims, who may be used to cast down the graven images in the many ornate basilicas and kill the Catholic priest when they gain a majority. The next key is that Revelation uses figurative language defined in the Old Testament to point to events on the fulfillment timeline. Most people read the narrative literally and try to understand it as one chronological narrative. But if the literal sun, moon, and stars are darkened in the sixth seal and the four trumpet, it's hard to comprehend how the many subsequent prophecies are fulfilled without the sun shining. Preterists believe that most prophecies are symbolic and don't have a literal fulfillment, which helps them justify that most of it was fulfilled in the first century. But that's a false narrative. The mystery is that Messiah uses figurative language defined in the Old Testament to point to a real event. For example, the darkened sun, moon, and stars points to a leadership system losing power. Isaiah 13.10 refers to the Babylonian leaders being removed from power by the Medo-Persians. For the stars of heaven and the constellations thereof shall not give their light, the sun shall be darkened in his going forth, and the moon shall not cause her light to shine. Isaiah thirteen seventeen confirms this. It says, Behold, I will stir up the Medes against them, against the Babylonians, to remove them from power. Isaiah 34, 4 foretold the destruction of the Edomites and other nations which were enemies. And all the hosts of heaven shall be dissolved, and the heavens shall be rolled together as a scroll. And all their hosts shall fall down, as the leaf falleth off of the vine, and as a fig from the fig tree. The sixth seal points to civil war between the Roman emperors when Constantine defeated emperors Maxentius and Licinius to become the Roman Empire's sole ruler by 324 AD. The fourth trumpet points to the western Roman emperor, the sun, being eclipsed and removed from civil power in 476 AD. The senate, the moon, the leaders, the stars, were also diminished. The key is looking at how the Old Testament defines figurative language. Then you can see how the prophecies in Revelation point to events that affect Messiah's church. Understanding Revelation is like a test, revealing if you studied the whole word. The last key is that Revelation has four chronological layers. If you read it as one chronological narrative, it seems disjointed. When you see that it provides four chronological narratives, describing events from the first century until Messiah's return, you can see how the layers overlay one another and interact to give the whole vision. It's interesting that the title of Alpha and Omega, the first and last letters of the Greek alphabet, pointing to the beginning and the end, is used four times in Revelation, perhaps pointing to the four chronological layers. Revelation 12 and 13 is the primary chronological layer as it points to the Satan-empowered leaders during the different phases of the Roman beast kingdom. It's pointing to the pagan Roman emperors who persecuted Messiah's saints. It's pointing to the Antichrist beast popes who persecuted Messiah's saints. And it's pointing to the false prophet Jesuit superior generals. Revelation 2 and 3 gives another chronological layer as it points to seven church eras, which span from the first century until our Redeemer's return. It doesn't make sense that the seven churches in the first century, which were very close in proximity as you can see in the image, would face dramatically different circumstances. The saints of the Ephesus, Smyrna, and Pergamos church eras faced the pagan Roman emperors who persecuted them, and they loved not their lives unto the death. The saints of the Thyatira and Sardis church eras witnessed against the Antichrist's popes during their 1260-year civil reign from 538 to 1798 AD, paying with their lives for their testimony. The saints of the Philadelphia Church Age proclaim the gospel through worldwide missions and spread the Bible worldwide through Bible societies. We live in the last Church Age of Laodicea as the enemy has blinded our eyes during a time of testing. Revelation 17-19 gives another chronological layer as it describes the harlot Roman Catholic Church led by the Antichrist Peace Popes of Rome. This layer shows how the Papal Church rose to power over the 10 kingdoms of the fallen Western Roman Empire and how judgment against the Harlot Church will be carried out in the same region. Revelation chapters 3 through 11 and 14 to 20 provide another chronological narrative, which includes the seals, the trumpets, the little book of Revelation, the printed Bible, the two witnesses, two harvests of Revelation 14, vials, the judgment of the Harlot Papal Church, and the capture of the Antichrist Beast Pope and False Prophet Jesuit Superior General. I will give an overview of that chronological layer in the second and third videos. You can find PDF summaries, request a free PDF of the Revelation Timeline Decoded Summary, or order a print book at www.revelationtimelinedecoded.com. I pray that the Holy Spirit of Truth guides your path.